Dynasty Kings, football by the numbers. Ain't nothing prehistoric about it. It's the fantasy land before time, man. You did. And we talking about them analytics. Yeah, I dig it. You know them digits, we fit it inside of cells. But thinking outside of the box when we did it, outside prevails. We got eight inside of the box, but we finished plenty to tell. So go ahead and plug in a pot and just listen. It's the dynasty. Velociraptors, it takes okay. dilapidated no way. Nope. Man, it's a rap, no debate. Hey. Breaking it down with a dynasty yeah. Often reside with a pylons beat yeah. Often we talking about dynasty yeah. Rocking with me at the times you'll see yeah. Out of the pocket online on me Too much subjective is not for me It's not for me I'm rocking with the dynasty yeah. Dynasty Locking the lineup and I don't need Filming the fables cause finally I got all the facts no anomaly Yeah Let's get it Y'all reach his T-Rex at best And I don't mean to go flex I'm a dinosaurus to death Yeah Look if you dino you know Welcome to the Dynasty Kings Fantasy Football Podcast. Jake and Mike, let's ride. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Dynasty Kings. I'm your host, Mike Valerie. You can find me on Twitter at FF underscore Dirty Mike. You can find my work over at campuscan.com. Now, for all my uh, Triceratops lovers out there, can I get a... Thank you. Um, welcome back for another uh, Pterodactyl Thursday. Thursday with a P, of course. And we're talking about wide receivers 11 through 15. Maybe a little bit more after that. But no, I'm doing 11 through 16, sorry. And maybe a little bit more after that. But we'll see where we're at. I'm going to try to make this a shorter episode because it's, a little, it's about to be my bedtime. But uh, wide receiver 11 here is going to be the hot name coming out of the Senior Bowl. I know this episode is going to come a little late and it's probably not going to be as hot anymore, but it's going to be Christian Watson um, from North Dakota State University. Yes, that is the same place that Trey Lance came from and that's the same place Carson Wentz came from. So let's get into it now. Uh, he got invited to the senior bowl. He came out of nowhere. He wasn't, wasn't, he wasn't, he was on anyone's radar. I think he was on my wide receiver 27 before he went to the senior bowl. Uh, he is now wide receiver 11, so that's probably the biggest jump in my rankings. Um, let's, talk, let's talk about his analytics first. Let's get right into the analytics. His production profile is not great. I'm having trouble finding, he's not at the top of the list, right? So uh, currently he's not, he's not a third round draft capital guy, but I think he can get third round draft capital. It, there always seems to be um, one random prospect from the senior bowl that gets boosted up. Last year was Carson Palmer, and people still believe he's the wide receiver two of the Chargers. I don't. I never did. But anyway, and this year, it's going to be Christian Watson. I really do believe that. Now, he is a great size, right? He he was listed as playing at six foot five, 200 pounds, which is really slim. It's very slim. But he actually weighed at the senior bowl as six foot four, 211, and that is great size, and I love that. Now, moving forward, he is a late declare. He's actually an older prospect. I believe he'll be 23 entering his rookie season. He had a great dominator. I think he was about a 40% dominator. So he's one of the higher dominators in the class. Uh, his level of competition, right? So, like I talk about P5 and G5 a lot, right? P5 is power five. That's your top conferences. That's your, you know, your SEC, your your Big Ten, Big 12, the ACC, and the Pac-12. And then your G5 is like the MAC, the Sun Belt, the AAC. Um, 
and those guys. The FCS is below that. I mean, it's below both of those. So it's it's so he's playing. He's playing against terrible competition, right? So that's that's the thing. And and now his uh, receiving yards per team past him was also above the magic line. Um, he didn't score his first touchdown until his third year of playing at the school. Third year, right? So he couldn't get the field the first year. Uh, second year, I don't think he did anything besides like special teams. And then his third year was his first year actually getting like real playing time and getting a touchdown. So that's also a red flag that he didn't get time like that so he's, he's a late bloomer is what i'm trying to say he's a late bloomer in in a terrible environment that doesn't make you feel confident about his production as an ability um now he was voted the top receiver by the dbs like i, I don't know how much how much um stock i should pay into that but i think it's worth noting and it's worth bringing up for sure um i will say this though from my notes from watching his film right i, I thought he was very athletic i mean he is fast uh, i i think he runs a fourth I want to say a four three nine, low four four, but again for that height, that's that's pretty insane. He's not a physical player. He he does not win physically. At least that's not what I saw on this tape. Now his size says that he can win physically. I mean, being two ten is, is it says he can win he can win the physical battle. So he has a great size, great speed, and and that's as I highlighted with Traylon Burks. That's that's a rare thing. That's a hard to find thing, and that's probably that's why I have him so high is because of that athletic profile, not for his film or analytical profile, but for his athletic profile. Um, he's a very raw route runner, right? He he's he's raw. I, he, he's extremely raw. I, he gets the concepts, but like it's definitely it's more than like he needs some tweaking. He needs actual coaching in that in that category. Um, but he makes up for it with his with athletic with his athletic talent. So that's that's my issue with him. He, he's a late production profile. The FCS, he's draft capital dependent. I mean, talking about if he doesn't get day two draft capital, I am not wasting my time. I'm not. I mean, I'm definitely not touching him the first two rounds of my rookie draft. That's for sure. If he doesn't get the first two day draft capital, but I'm probably not touching him until like the late third in my rookie drafts. Maybe maybe early fourths. So. But he does have a high ceiling, and that's what I want to highlight. And I don't want to not say like I, I have to throw that out there. Like he he has a very high ceiling, um, because because of this athletic profile, and 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 he has shown flashes now at the Senior Bowl. I mean that's that's definitely an upward trend. It's just that he also has the lowest floor because if he doesn't grasp the concept of like route running, he's just an athletic guy like just running around out there with his head cut off. Like I don't think that matters in the NFL. Like he needs to be a more complete prospect. He can't just figure it out because he's fast and six foot four. You know, like he'll be stuck to be. He'll probably be a special teamer type of thing, and he's an older prospect too, right? I I, I do think there's some truth to uh, you can't teach an old dog, new trips type of thing. I mean, that's, there's not too many older prospects that come out that have been successful. And just how I preset with these, these smaller prospects, they need to be somewhat, not somewhat, they have to be athletically gifted for me to care for these older prospects is the exact same thing. They have to have some sort of giant mark on their resume that tells me that they can be a winner and that's going to be his athletic profile. So, yeah, I mean that's it. I mean he's my receiver eleven. I don't know where the rest of the industry has on him. Uh, clearly, this is being pre-recorded, as stated before. That I have a lot of stuff going on in my personal life, so these are all being pre-recorded to be sent out the next like two weeks. So maybe I'll I'll get a little more of an idea of where he's at. But as of pre-Super Bowl, 
I have him wide receiver 11. And I'm kind of excited to see where he goes, where he lands. I'll probably own a few shares of him, I think. I think I will. Kind of depends on where else is at with him, I guess. That's that's such a general statement. I'm sorry. I was like, why did I even include that? But anyway, I, I do think I'm the highest on my wide receiver 11. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not like out here like dying on the <laughs> – I'm not, I'm not willing to die on that hill either, so I'm, I'm not like really going to argue against it. Um, here, here's a little bit of a controversial one for wide receiver 12 for me. That's going to be it for my, uh, my talks about Christian Watson, by the way. I do think he has good hands, though, actually. I, I did forget that. I thought he had fantastic hands, and he was very smart with how he caught the ball and where he caught the ball, too. He definitely tries to get the ball away from the defender. I don't know if that makes sense. So he's not just attacking the ball, but he's trying to place his body in a certain way so he can attack the ball at the farthest point from, from the defender type of thing. Anyway, uh, I think that's all of my notes. I have to check. Christian Watson. Really nimble for his height. Okay, yeah. Very slim, slim frame. I think he can add more weight, too. That's that's another big thing, too. He has he has a frame that can add more weight, too, and I like that. Again, but it's only prospect, though. Like if he was two years younger, I would be more about it because I, I look at his – his frame and I'm like, yeah, he could probably add five, 10 pounds and not lose any of his athletic ability. And that's huge. And that's very key. Um, so uh, talking in the canvas can slack, uh, someone did bring up that he he could have the Adam Thielen career arc. So anyway, could be a sleeper, could be a stash. He's clearly not a sleeper because he's on everyone's radar, but if, if, if the train calms down, uh, by the time the draft, your rookie draft rolls around, then yeah, he could he could slide back into the sleeper category. Wide receiver twelve. Let's move on. It's going to be Wandale Robinson here, right? So I have a really high scores on analytics for Wandale Robinson. Let me just get right into the analytics of it. And I know I'm going to be a lot lower on it than the rest of the community. Uh, draft capital. I have him down as a day two draft capital guy. Uh, height and weight, right? Okay, let's talk about this, right? He's listed at five foot eleven, one eighty five. Now, if you watch him on TV, you know he's not five foot eleven. Actually, he, they've added an inch to his height every single year out of out of high school. That's crazy. I wish my growth spurt didn't stop the last, you know, four years out of high school. So, the question is, what what is his actual height? And there's a photo of him sitting next to um Rondell not <clears throat> Rondell Moore out there and Rondell Moore is five foot seven and he is a little bit taller than Rondell Moore. So I think he's gonna come in at five foot eight. I really do. Five foot eight. I don't think he's gonna be five foot nine. I think he's gonna be five foot eight. Three inches shorter than enlisted. And I, I think that's almost a death sentence at that point. For me it is at least. Because at that point then I need you to be athletically gifted at some sort of thing that makes you feel good about it. You know, speed or twitchy or whatever like that. I think he's an extremely good route runner. One of the better ones in this class. But he gets caught from behind way too often. Like, he really does. He watches his tape. He goes, I mean, I'm, I'm a Kentucky fan. He's just like, oh, this is pre-recorded, so it's not live. But there's a Kentucky flag behind me. So I, I think, yeah, anyway, getting to it. I don't think Wandale has the athletic ability to be this productive at the next level. And that's my issue with it. And he hits so many – he hits every single analytical marker. And let's just keep going through it all because we talked about his size. He's an early declare, so that's great. His weighted dominator is insane because he was literally the offense for University of Kentucky last year. Uh, he played the SEC, and even at his size, he was scorching and killing SEC DBs. You know, like he really was. And then his receiving yards per team passed him was 
the highest in the class, second highest, second highest in the class. So analytics are great. He kills it. Uh, physicality wise, um, he won half his contested catches according to PFF. Um, but I, I don't think he does at the next level. I don't see how it's possible at five foot, five foot, um, eight or nine, whatever he comes in at, uh, and also not having that elite size. And he's also not going to be 185 pounds by the way that height. But anyway, um, and, and his lack of speed too, because he does get caught from behind. I, I don't know if that's from fatigue. I'm just thinking about that now, or if that's just, he just actually isn't as fast as, as you want a guy that size to be. But that's going to limit his yak ability too. Like if he does get separation, he does get in the open field and he, he catches a ball. It's going to be very fast, very fast for defenders to catch up on him and get him. Um, and that's that's my issue. I do think he has great bursts. He's great bursts. And I was cut great bursts to get up to his speed. It's just that he saves that speed. And then that's that's kind of like, that's my thing. He just doesn't have that, that next level speed. It's kind of, man, he's in that David Bell category. I'd say that I referenced David Bell three episodes in a row. That, that I love that David Bell's ability. He's technically sound. Same as Wondell Robinson, but David Bell actually has the NFL size, and Wondell Robinson does not have the NFL size. Um, I think Wondell has a few more drops than what I saw PFF have listed. Uh, again, I'm a Kentucky fan. I watch the games. I think too many balls hit off his hands. Um, I don't know if I'm stretching or I'm just being too nitpicky because I'm a Kentucky fan, and I want perfection, and I want my football team to be good like my basketball team is. But – uh, I, I gave him a, a solid, a solid film score. I really have. I mean, his his analytical score is wide receiver nine, but my actual like ranking is that he's wide receiver twelve. And and all these questions just come from his athleticism, and that's my issue. Besides that, being a receiver, the way he catches the ball, his route running, his ball tracking, his hands, they're all good. Like, they're all they're all above average when I graded out here. They're all he's technically sound. He really is. I just I just need that athletic that that's that top tier athleticism in, in any category to make me feel good about putting a guy his size in my ranking, but I don't think he has it. Uh, we'll see what the combine says. Maybe that'll change my mind, but at the moment that's where he's at. He is wide receiver 12. Wide receiver 13 for me. Oh, I'm going 13 to 15. Wide receiver 13 for me is going to be John Mechie, the other Alabama wide receiver once considered a day one draft capital guy. He is now a day three jack up guy, also dealing with an ACL tear. And I don't know how bad that one is. And I wish I did. Now, here's my thing about let me get the analytics. I'm sorry. I'm meeting with the analytics and then the film. John Mechie, right? Early declare. So checks that box off. That's great. His size, he's good size. I think he's like I want to say he's six foot 190. So fine size. Um, draft capital is day three. So that's great. His weight of dominator is low, but again, I give him the bump for having high level and strong competition. Because if Jameson Williams was not a part of that team, then John Messi would have obviously had a higher level of production, level of competition. The SEC had like top two, had the second hardest schedule. And then his receiving yards per route run, again, got the Alabama bump. <clears throat> <clears throat> sorry, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I, 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 I put pretty mediocre scores across the board here. I think he's good. Like, I, th I think he's good. I don't think he's great. Uh, he definitely has route running abilities, has the ability to get uh, a, a DB off their platform and, and get to the open space. Uh, but he doesn't have he doesn't have great burst. He doesn't have great speed. He doesn't have gr great hands. He struggles in contested situations. Even though he's a physical player, like 
you, you, there's a clip out there of him laying out a Florida DB that, that, that got a pick. I mean, he laid him out, but like, it doesn't translate to his catching ability. He, he definitely seems to struggle in that category. Um, Here's my other big thing too for production profile wise. He has never been the wide receiver one on his roster. It was supposed to be him this year, right? So last year it was it was him and um Devontae, Devontae, um, oh my gosh, Devontae Smith, Devonta Smith. It was him and Devontae Smith. Uh and then Jalen Waddle, who got hurt. But Jalen Waddle, whatever. So it was just him left behind. And then James Williams comes in and, and instantly takes over the wide receiver one role after no spring practice, barely any summer practice after like three weeks of, of game playing. Um, so here's the thing. I, John Mechie will make the roster, that he, whatever he gets drafted to. He will stick around that roster too for his entire rookie contract. He will get playing time. He will be on the field. I don't think he's a wide receiver one on his roster. And I don't think he has, any athletic or elite traits that make him the wide receiver two on his roster. So I, I think he's just, he's almost just a guy. I, I, I think he has a low ceiling, but a, but a, but a higher floor. Like I, I don't think he fails. I just don't think he's super successful. And that's where I'm at with John Mechie. And I think I'll probably be lowering him in my rankings. Uh, the closer I get to the draft, because there's no way for him to change my opinion about any of these things. Like there's no combine for him. He tore his ACL. He's going to be, late to the game i mean he might miss the otas and stuff all right yeah i'm not i'm talking myself into lowering him again i'm gonna move on but anyway that's what i had to say about john mechie let me just double check my notes see if i missed anything has the ability to separate yeah now i can make the roster and then you know i like my separators all right moving on wide receiver 14 right we got romeo dubs romeo dubs uh nevada wide receiver he's a g5 guy um i think he does everything well uh this is gonna be very similar let me get to analytics i'm sorry let me get to the analytics guys romeo dubs all right draft capital he's gonna be a third round draft grade right now late third that's cool height and weight he has great size it's really long arms too love that early declare nope he's late g5 they're always late uh weighted dominator is low which was interesting because he had a really nice college quarterback that's coming to this draft too. Uh, G5 had a lot of internal competition, but not enough for me to say that it mattered because I don't think any other guy in that roster is going to get drafted early day three or earlier as far as the pass catchers go. Uh, receiving yards per team pass attempt was also below the line. So he's below the line in, in, in every category. He does not hit the analytical markers besides that he has decent size and draft capital. So besides that, that's it. Um, his film, I put that he had really good, pretty much everything. He was decent everything. I thought his route running was great for his size. I thought he had fantastic hands. I just didn't think he was ever consistent in anything he did. And I was hoping to see that out of uh, the Senior Bowl. And that that was that was a big thing. Uh, one of my questions for him was if he can consistently win at the Senior Bowl. And um, he didn't. I'm not saying he didn't win. I'm just saying he wasn't a consistent winner the way close to Kier was. Um, the way Christian Watson, I guess, was his athletic ability. Um, I just thought Dubs did everything well. Uh, Ray Garvin, uh, not a sponsor. Ray, Ray Garvin's a big Debbie guy. He's a big Debbie name. He's he's really well connected. Um, anyway, uh, 
he said that Romeo Dubs uh, reminded him of, of uh, Michael Gallup. And I like that. I think that makes sense. Michael Gallup's going to be a wide receiver two. He's not a wide receiver one. Uh, very productive in a high-profile offense or a high-volume passing offense. And I don't hate that. I think that's a good ceiling for Romeo Dubs and almost a realistic expectation to be a wide receiver two on the roster. Not a wide receiver two for fancy per se, but he's going to be relevant. He's going to make a roster. Um, he's going to have some good games. If he goes to a higher volume passing offense, yeah, I'm going to shoot him up my, my rankings. But, you know, so that's my Romeo Dubs spiel is that I think he's decent in everything, elite and nothing, but fundamentally sound and, and will stick around. And now going into my wide receiver 15, I'm going to say the same thing. It's Jalen Tolbert. Jalen Tolbert was supposed to be six foot three, 195. That was a lie. That was a lie. He's a liar. Um, but he came in at six foot one, which I liked more for him at 195. So anyway, and he's that they're both dubs and Tolbert are that size that can move around a formation and stuff like that. So here's my thing about Tolbert is that they're very similar. But the thing with Tolbert is that um, nobody knows how fast he is. And when he was asked about it, he was like saying like, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe four or five. And that guy that says maybe four or five sounds like a guy that runs a four or six. So I think speed's the issue with Tolbert. And I do think Tolbert's actually a little bit better route runner than, than Dubs. A little bit better. Not much, but a little bit better. So that's really it for my spiel about Tolbert. So they're both on my radar. They're both going to be landing spot dependent on it. Like they really are, honestly. Um, I'm not that bullish on them. They're, I just really, I, on this podcast, I just talked myself out of John Mechie even further. And Wandale Robinson's really small. So anyway. They're in that 11 to 15 range, so they're not going to get out of that range. I can almost guarantee that. Um, but, yeah, that's where they're at. So that's it, guys. That's that's it. That's my um, that's my 11 through 16. I'm going to go lightning fast. I'm going to highlight some some day three guys I like a lot that I would think you guys in deeper leagues should be targeting. And then once they flash a bit, you flip them for, for something. Alec Pierce is a name a lot of people like. I definitely don't like Alec Pierce. I think he's a contested catch guy. You guys hear me spiel and talk about contested catch receivers all the time. And and Alec Pierce just doesn't hit any analytical markers the way Drake London does, which makes you feel better about Drake London. So I really just think Alec Pierce is just a guy. And honestly, Alec Pierce feels like a tight end. Maybe you should think about converting a tight end. Moving on. Um, Samori Tor. Tour. I'm not sure I'm saying that right. Nebraska wide receiver. I thought he looked good in the Shrine Bowl. I thought he looked like a smooth route runner. Um, and I thought he won a lot on his routes. He just had questionable hands. Um, another guy is going to be Phillips. Kyle Phillips, right? Kyle Phillips, wide receiver for uh, UCLA. Um, comp to Hunter Renfro, and I think rightfully so. I'm not saying he's going to have a, a season like Renfro did this past season. I think Renfro is a product of um, – of opportunity, I really do. He's still talented. I just, you know, they had no one else to throw to. So obviously, Renfro's going to get a lot. I think Kyle Phillips is the same caliber player. He's going to get on the field. He's going to stay on a roster. Um, he's probably going to float around that wide receiver, like 60 to 50 to 70 area for his whole career. And that's where he's going to stay around. But I think he's going to flash. And if you can capitalize on that flash his rookie year, good for you. Pat yourself on the back. Bravo. Like trade him for a second or whatever. Trade him for a second in three years. Like that, whatever. Like that'll that'll pay off itself when it comes around. 
Um, man, I'm trying to think about who else I'm excited about on this list. There's not like a lot. Don't fall for Bo Melton and, and Velas Jones. They went to the Senior Bowl. I think they are kick return guys and special teamers. Velas Jones, I think, is the oldest receiver coming out of the draft. Actually, this year, he's a, a six-year senior. So he's basically applying for his AARP card as far as college receivers go. Um, Calvin Austin, I'm not a fan of. Small guy, again, he was hyped up in the Senior Bowl. Um, he's super small. I mean, he's insanely small. I mean, he's 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 uh, two two Atwell size for all those guys from last year. Um, please don't fall for him. I mean, he can separate. He's a field stretcher, but he's not going to be fancy relevant. He's going to be one of those guys that is more of a better NFL player than they are um, for fantasy because they're going to be on the field and they're going to keep defenses honest and, and maybe draw coverage from the safety and take away two guys out of a play. But like besides that, he's not going to get contested catches. He's not going to. I don't know. I mean, maybe he can draw some plays up for him because he's really fast, but that's about it. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to give you guys some other guys. I, I was excited about Ontario Drummond, right? He was disappointing at the Senior Bowl, so that sucked. Danny Gray, I didn't really hear much good news about Danny Gray. He came in actually very light. I thought he had good size, but he was actually came in like 15 pounds lighter than listed for playing. Um, Justin Ross, I didn't talk about Justin Ross yet. Justin Ross, right? I don't like Justin Ross. Again, contested catch guys, the same stuff like that. But instead of the other, like I've talked about the other contested catch guys in this class, he 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 lacks production. His analytics were garbage. They're they're terrible. I mean, they're terrible. And and Clemson's offense was terrible this year. So like, go ahead, like add that in. But if, if people are high on Justin Ross, it's because they're one either they're watching just his rookie tape or two they still believe he can be that rookie. And I just don't – I think that that ship has sailed. I love his story. I love that he came back. I just don't think he can ever be that guy. He can't run routes. He takes too long to get the full speed. He's great at contested catches, but he can stick around a roster. So, I mean, maybe Justin Ross. But I'm lower than consensus on Justin Ross. I think he does have – he does have day two draft capital here uh, projected for him on the National Mock Draft database. So, I'm I'm sure – I'm sure he'll he'll get up there somehow. I don't know. I'm not on him, but I'm I'm sure somebody is. So someone's gonna draft him probably before you if, if you agree with me on stuff. Man, that's really it. God, I was hoping to have some more late day three guys I was into besides Samori Tour. Samori Tour is really it. Cause I was I was in on Danny Gray and oh Charleston Rambo. Charleston Rambo. Go get yourself Charleston Rambo if, if you have a late round pick. I thought he was fundamentally sound. He is a great route runner. He's a little bit lighter. He's a little bit older too. So he's an older prospect that's lighter, six foot one, one eighty. Um, I do think he's a great route runner. He definitely puts himself out there to make to make these catches too. Like he he is he is committed. He's a dog. He's trying to get that ball. Um, he, I think he'll make a roster. He he broke the receiving record at Miami, the U. Um, just to put that in comparison, the last. You receiver I remember coming to the draft was Braxton Berrios, who is very fancy relevant. Well, not Barry, but he's fancy relevant. But he was a six-round draft pick. And I just basing off college production, Charleston Rambo should have earlier than round six production or round six draft capital, if that's if that's the case. So yeah, Rambo Phillips, those are my two day three guys that are that would I would target for those your late round drafts. Um, maybe sprinkling a little bit of Danny Gray and uh, 
that's it guys that's it that's that's my wide receiver spiel we will start running backs next unless i get like a special request to do something else but running backs are next thanks for joining me guys it was a fast episode i'm gonna go to bed i'm gonna i'm gonna i don't know just i don't know i'm gonna go extinct like these dinosaurs all right guys i'll, I'll catch you guys later jake will be joining us soon um he told me after the Super Bowl he'll be coming back, so we'll, we'll see. I miss him. I miss talking football with him. Talking football by yourself is tough, guys. I'm telling you that. It's tough. All right, you guys have a good night.